Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O risen Christ. Amen. At what point this week did Easter begin to fade? At what point did the alleluias you belted from your home last Sunday go mute? For the disciples, it didn't take long at all. On that first Easter evening, despite being told by Mary that she had seen the risen Christ, they were fixed in their grief and fear. Their brother Jesus was crucified, dead, buried. So trapped by their dismay and agony, the disciples couldn't bring themselves to believe Mary's account. They locked the doors, wrapped with sorrow and fear. In some way or another, we all know that feeling. Walter Brueggemann calls this a place of disorientation, disorder, despair, disbelief. We find ourselves in this place referred to in the Psalms as the pit. When we feel up against the wall, when it seems like we have lost control over our own lives, and when we feel trapped. The disciples were deep in that pit of despair, absolutely bound by their grief and pain, locked away until Jesus appeared, risen and alive, and they moved from disorientation to hope, from anguish to alleluia. But the disciple Thomas wasn't there. He wasn't with the others. Perhaps he was so deep in his own despair, his disbelief, that he had gone off to be by himself. When he returns, the disciples proclaim what they had seen, the risen one. But what was Thomas supposed to say? No matter how convincing their testimony, he couldn't believe them. Perhaps it wasn't that he was doubting God's power or might but that he was just too deep in his grief and disorientation to believe. Thomas remained in that pit of desolation and disbelief for one long week, according to the scripture. A full week while the others rejoiced, Thomas spiraled deeper and deeper into disorientation and despair. Tradition calls this Sunday, Low Sunday. It stands in total contrast to the height of Easter Day just one week ago. Despite the glory and promise of Easter, we wake up on Monday to our human realities. The week goes on, and we begin to slide back into the pit, until we find ourselves a week later, here, low with Thomas, in what feels like a never-ending Good Friday world. It feels like we are all in this worldwide, disciple-like state of disbelief and disorientation. A pit, in which Easter Sunday feels like some distant fantasy, unattainable. Like the disciples locked in our homes, we are afraid, unsure, dislocated, low. And yet... When Jesus appeared to the gathered disciples, 
and then to Thomas, both times the first thing Jesus said, peace be with you. He didn't berate them for dwelling in their despair. Jesus didn't scold them for not believing. He simply greeted them with peace. Jesus met the disciples, met Thomas in the pit, in their grief and isolation. He gently showed his scars and wounds and offered peace with hands and body so marred by anguish and death. Jesus took on their grief, and with the same breath as sweet as Easter lilies, exchanged their despair for peace. And that resurrection peace supplies courage and hope. It applies at every point where we fear that God's good will for the world's well-being is an out-of-reach fantasy out of touch with the chaos of our now everyday life. Hope that God does stand with us. Courage to face it. For the one who offers the words of peace is the very one who has endured the brunt of this world's chaos, dislocation, and despair, yet now stands in the disciples' midst, in our midst, risen indeed. So yes, we are in the pit. When most days feel disordered and dislocated. But hear this. Jesus comes to greet us in the pit, bearing the marks of human grief and struggle, lifting us, granting us that peace that surpasses all understanding, courage, hope, resurrection, and the eternal promise that this place, this pit, is not forever. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.